Hey friend, do you wanna offer meaningful learning solutions that create behavior change, fit in the flow of work and yield real results for your nonprofit? If yes, this is the podcast for you. Join me as I explore instructional design and leadership development best practices, as well as change management, belonging, and influence. If we haven't met yet, I'm Heather and I've been in your shoes. I'm a learning and development consultant and founder of Skill Masters Market. Before starting my business, I led learning and leadership development initiatives for a large national nonprofit. I know what it's like to need to develop your staff quickly and effectively and to build the relationships and cut through the organizational layers to be successful. And I'm bringing all of that to you in this podcast. So block your calendar, turn off your Teams or Slack chat, and let's dive in. It's learning for good. Have you ever had a conversation with someone and it feels like they started in the middle of it? You're not sure what they're talking about at first and you might eventually catch up, but for a few moments at least, you are lost. Or maybe someone has come up to you with a question, but they already have the answer. My husband does this sometimes. Whenever we are like planning a trip or making a big purchase, He tends to do just tons and tons of research to make sure that the final decision will meet our needs. And occasionally, he'll come to me and ask my opinion. But I don't know that my options were already narrowed. Let me give you an example. So when we were buying a new car a couple years ago, he had been doing research for years off and on, knowing that eventually we day where we would need to get a new car, we'd need something different to fit our family's needs. So when the time came, he did even more research. He then asked me, what kinds of cars do you want to look at? And I named a car and his immediate response was no. And I was confused because he had asked for my opinion, what kinds of cars do you want to look at? But what I didn't know is that he had already researched all of the cars and had eliminated the one that I suggested because of something with the engine. What he really wanted to know was, of the four cars I've narrowed it down to, which ones do you want to look at? Do you see how that's different? Here's the thing. This happens at work too. Someone comes to you and says, we need a training. At that point, they've already formed an opinion and possibly even made a decision. We as L&D need to be brought in earlier in the process so we can help shape that final decision because we have experience and expertise to share. We have value to add. So how do we do that? How do we go from this kind of last resort to first response? And in my time in L&D, I've been on both sides of this equation. So I know what it feels like to feel like a last resort. And I know what it feels like to feel like a first response. And I can't wait to share some tips with you to build those relationships so you can be the first response more often. Let's dive in. It's Learning for Good, the podcast that helps you go from order taker to strategic partner in your nonprofit. Okay. Let's say someone comes to you because they need a training. One, they've already decided they need a training. (laughs) And two, 
they probably aren't even excited that they need a training. L&D has become the last resort. Now let's imagine a scenario where someone comes to you and says, we're going through this change or we're trying this new thing or we're struggling to do X. Can you help us? That's a very different conversation. And that's the conversation I want you to have. Because in that case, L&D is a first response. Your team gets to use their skills to uncover the true needs and design the right solution to meet those needs, which may or may not be a training. So how do we go from last resort to first response? As I said, to me, relationships are the key. We have to be able to show our value and we can't do that without those relationships. So how do we do this? How do we build those relationships? The first step is to reach out. You might need to be the person to reach out to other teams or business units in your organization. They may not come to you or they may not come to you until they think they need a training. So set up time with them, get to know them, get to know them professionally. What are their goals? What are their challenges? But also get to know them on a deeper level. Like what else do they care about? Do they care about women in leadership? Do they care about innovation and having a team that can really consistently innovate in a high quality way? Do they care about financial sustainability? Do they care about corporate responsibility? Whatever it is, use what you learn about them to build a trusting relationship with them. And then step two, share the value of L&D. This is general, not specific even to your L&D. Did you know that when HR, and I know some L&D teams sit within an HR department, did you know that when HR is involved as a strategic partner, the organization is 1.8 times more likely to be able to change quickly and to make that change to scale. That's according to the 2024 HR Trends Report. And I'll drop the link to that report in the comments if you want to check it out. But if one of the things that this other leader cares about, the thing that's keeping them up at night is implementing a large organizational change or scaling a new program or service, you can help. L&D can help. So we have the opportunity to tell them that, to share the research. And there's plenty of research out there proving the value of L&D. And once you know what they care about, you can show the data that proves L&D can help them do those specific things. Okay, step three, tell them what L&D can do. Now, they probably think, of L&D, they probably think of training. And yet you can do so much more than that. You are more than training. So tell them what you offer. Tell them how you can do needs assessments, how you can help them uncover things that are going on in their teams and what skills might be lacking or motivation or needs that might exist. Tell them how you can define competencies and what the benefits of competencies are. 
talk to them about peer learning or book clubs or workshops or video or micro learning or anything else that you offer and continue sharing the value of each of those options. And again, connecting it back to what they care about. Okay, step four, show them what L&D can do. So once you've started talking in a language that resonates with them and their particular needs, you're probably going to pique their interest. So it can't stop at just talking. We have to put our money where our mouth is. We have to follow through. We have to show them how L&D has been successful in the past. And this is specific to your organization. Show them what you have been able to accomplish with other teams. And then when you have the opportunity to work with them, put measurements in place so you can show them the results later. And that leads me to step five, share the business impact. To share the business impact, we have to be measuring for it. So why are they bringing you in? Are they looking to help their staff raise more money? Are they looking to improve a quote-unquote customer outcome? Track whatever it is so you can share the true impact of your work. Not just did people enjoy it, not just did they learn something, but what is the impact on the organization, on the people you serve, on the thing they care about? Now, I have an episode on measuring impact, and I'll drop that in the show notes if you want to learn more about that. So those are the five steps that I recommend. Take that initiative, reach out, share the value of L&D more generally. Tell them what L&D can do. Now, this is more specific to you and your team. Show them what L&D can do and share the business impact. Relationships are complex and there are plenty of books and courses to help you build relationship skills. So use everything you have at your disposal to establish and maintain those relationships. You want to be a trusted colleague, a collaborator, a co-creator, and a strategic partner. Let's go get you a seat at the table, friend. Until next time on Learning for Good. Hey friend, was this episode helpful for you? Did you like what you heard? Do you want more content like this? Here are three things you can do. Hit subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts for your podcast app of choice, share this episode with a colleague. This means so much to me personally. I read every review, but it also helps me learn what content you like most so I can create more of what you want. All right, turn that Teams or Slack chat back on when you're ready, and I'll see you next time on Learning for Good.